something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we could keep in touch like they did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Pen Pals. Pallers. Daniel Van Kirk here along with Rory Scovel, and you just heard Patrick Keenan of the Winter Sounds Such dropping our badass, beautiful badass theme. theme song. It's a beautifully badass theme. I'm addicted song. to it. And you listeners, you know you're addicted to it mm-hmm. too. You sing along yep. and it gets you ready. If you haven't heard it in a while, you get the shakes. You get the shakes. And you when you do hear it, it gets you ready to hear some letters and some connective conversation. Before we get into those, I want to tell people you can come hang out with us, your pen pals, in just a few days, August 17th and 18th at the Petaluma Petaluma Comedy Festival. Petaluma in Petaluma Comedy Festival coming up. You're going to be at that. Go check it out. On the internet, yeah. The, uh, Friday the lineups night, create the Friday night is a live dumb people town with the Sklar brothers and myself. Yep. And then on Saturday, you and I are both doing some comedy s- sets, some stand up comedy. Yeah. A lot of pe- a lot of great comics are going to be there. So check out that website if you're around that area, or if you know friends that are around that area. Uh, trust me, these like smaller mm. sort of small town comedy festivals. The I'm best. not joking. Are the absolute best. The performers. Love it. There's no like crazy industry pressure. Right. It's not a, I mean, those big festivals are fun in their own way, but sure. these small ones are what I live for. I love it. And you can the come fact say hi to happening. us. You could hand deliver us a letter. Yeah. To the pen pals. Yeah. And you can, uh, I want to remind everybody, you can always send us a letters like the ones you're about to hear today. Don't do it exactly like those because we kind of already will have read that letter essentially. But. You can do. Uh, you can DM us at the Pen Pals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us thepenpalspod at gmail.com, or you can mail us care of the Pen Pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scoville, seventeen hundred West Burbank Boulevard, Burbank, California nine one five zero six. Do we want to do a letter, Roar? I think it's. Uh, it might be time to go to the letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, who's going first and second? I think you're gonna you're okay. gonna kick it off first. You had a good one that I thought uh, is is I think forever relevant, right. forever topical. Here we go. Hello, Daniel and Rory. Alphabetical. I like it already. I already don't like it because it should have been in the order of star power. But go ahead. Did you when you were in um, grade school? Yeah. For lunch, did they line you up alphabetically? I can't remember, but and you're basically in the possibly. same spot, no matter last name or first name. I'm always, I'm in, I'm back. I'm yeah. in the, I'm in the caboose. No matter what, I'm in the because you're not getting a lot of X's. You're yep. not getting a lot of Y's. You get a few W's. Yeah, a couple W's. No Z's. Uh, okay. Hello, Daniel Murray. Decided to take a short break from writing some jokes to write you guys. That's a clever way to say you're a comic. 
And I appreciate that sort of, and that's clever writing. Mm-hmm. Okay. One thing I've been thinking about a lot recently is the responsibility that we have as people to stay informed. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, so this was from a little while ago, Justice Kennedy retired from the Supreme Court, opening the opportunity for Donald Trump to appoint a second justice. This will cement a conservative majority on the court for a generation, putting many important rights on the line. When all of this occurred to when all of this occurred to me yesterday, as I read the news, it started to make me really frustrated and anxious. This has become a pattern over the last couple of years. Horrible news breaks, then I'm left feeling almost physically ill as a result. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. When <laughs> I can't that was that condescending? The no, way you did, I mean it. Sorry, buddy. No, I mean it. When this <laughs> happened yesterday, my girlfriend, clever way to say you have a girlfriend, noticed how re- my girlfriend that you don't know mm-hmm. from Canada noticed how reading the news can impact my well-being. This started a discussion between us about the responsibility that people have to stay informed. Personally. I have notifications set for breaking news. That's your first problem. And I stay informed by reading news as it's shared on social media. Second problem. We're going to get to all this. All right, Dan, you're really pointing out a lot of problems here. I I might have to go to bat. (laughs) I might have to go to bat. My girlfriend insists that reading news all the time simply cannot be good for you. First solution. Instead, she thinks that people should only spend a designated amount of time per per day reading anything related to the news. Second solution. One thing I'm worried about with this method is falling out of the loop. We'll get to that. I would hate becoming ill-informed. Here we go. What do you guys think about the responsibility to stay informed? Do you make an effort to be well-informed people? Hope to hear back from you about this. Thanks, Alex P. I think and if your name's Alex P., you might as well have written Keaton. Because I mean, we <laughs> didn't even catch that, but that's <laughs> honestly solid grab right there, right, dude. Thank solid you. grab. And if you're Alex P. Keaton, why are you so worried about a conservative you uh, know Supreme you, Court? Exactly. You're you like Kavanaugh. Yes. You're Reagan 101. That's right. And by the way, just to be clear, because we get these letters... Uh, uh, like every day, people are writing us. So mm-hmm. obviously, this person didn't know about uh, yeah who, Kavanaugh at the time, right? And who knows what's happened by and, and also who even knows what will happen with Kavanaugh right. and blah 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 blah. But I only bring up Kavanaugh to say that I am mildly informed. I want to start from the back of this letter because I okay. I think this letter ended with three questions, right? Okay. What was that first of those three questions? The first one uh, uh, at the end. At the end of the letter, it kind of closed on. Here's what, what I want yep. you guys to answer for me. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, Daniel Van Kirk is a great stand-up comic. That wasn't in there. Uh, is there anything about me? Uh, Rory could try harder. That's not, and that's not entirely untrue. <laughs> what do you guys think about the responsibility to stay informed? Okay, let's start there. Okay, I think that's, a, and I want to start there because I feel like it's a shorter discussion. All right. I think everyone, every single uh, citizen, mm-hmm. does have a responsibility to stay informed to the best of their capability. Yes. And I think that staying informed also means being incredibly honest about where your information comes from. Mm -hmm. I know that I definitely lean more uh, liberal when it comes to politics and any sort of like social ethics and blah, 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 all things. Sure. But that does mean that I need to make it a point to stay informed by not, not just going to any site that I know, any news site that I know is going to present information to me right. from the place that I want it, like where I know that they already agree with me. That, to me, Cause they're pandering is the greater— Because exactly. they're not informing you. Yeah, and the reason why I want to start with that question, because or I think that point you. is the greater point of what is wrong with people's— information and what they think and what they—people just want large groups to agree with them. They want to be people affirmed, want, They want to be affirmed. Informed, exactly. Denzel said. Exactly. Um, That's—I I think everyone has that responsibility. So does that mean that you deliberately don't try to just consume MSNBC? I don't want to just—I don't like it. I don't like any sort of this—the the problem right now is there's like sort of extremism— uh, d- journalism, right? I think, and it's popularized because it's like, well, what gets the views? What gets the hits? Everything now, it's not about quality. It's not about honesty. It's not about truth because people are almost finding that it's about performance. Yeah, people are finding it boring. And the thing is, the news is not meant to be 
entertaining, and it's right. not meant to have any. It, it, it's merely meant to be factual information of what, what has happened, right. and it, it's the who, what, when, where, why, and how. It's right. not like it, it isn't. Well, let me bend this story. You can tell from headlines when people oh, are like, and they don't label it as an opinion article. It'll be Any, like and, yeah. a headline that's like, I'm clearly trying to say I'm right about this, and this is why you should agree with me. And right. it's like, get the fuck out. You are the problem on both sides. That right. person is the problem on both sides. I think, you know, recently this summer, uh, there was a, um, during the whole, the, the, the crisis of these children at the border, Rachel Maddow was reading a report about it or something and, and uh, started crying. She couldn't finish it, yeah. yeah and, and a lot of people like were giving her shit, and then a lot of people were like applauding her for that. And my attitude is uh, it, it's okay that she cried mm-hmm. because she's not a news person. Yeah. She, it's not like Walter Cronkite trying to not cry when he announced JFK was dead. She... She is giving you a performance. I'm not saying I disagree with her points right. and her, her attitude on those points. That is not what I'm calling the question. My point is she is an opinion. She's an op-ed in front of it. She's not your news person. Yeah. So she can she can get teary-eyed if she wants to. Sure. She can get super pissed off if she wants to. She can get super jovial if she wants to because she's not your news provider. Right. She is your opinion provider of the news. Yes. And and that goes for Fox News as well. You need to people need to be honest with themselves. Am I obtaining this information from this source because it makes me feel good about what I already think? And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on for Ex- that. Exactly. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. If you need to feel better by watching MSNBC because it 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 speaks to the anger that you have, that's totally fine. But understand you're not watching the news. And if yeah. you need to watch Fox News because it speaks to the anger you have, do that as well. But understand, you're not watching the news. Yeah, and you're and and also, and 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 if anyone listening right now is just like, yeah, but I those things are the news, and there is no slant, and that that's what I think is the news. the The problem is that you want that to be the news right. and you want that to be the right. information. And it isn't like, well, Fox News is guilty of it. It's, it is very easy to go at Fox News, uh, I think, in sure. a lot of ways, because to me, sort of that slant of the point that they're trying to make or the the point that they're trying to like, you know, kind of breed into people right. is so obvious. It's so obvious to me. Right. Um, and it's, it's obvious to me because it comes a play from a place of me disagreeing with it. And the reason why I can understand why someone who wants that to be news and wants what they're saying to be the truth mm-hmm. is because when I listen to a liberal slanted thing, I immediately register in my mind that I cozy up to yeah, it because yeah. I want it to be the truth. But I don't get anywhere as a person or as a citizen if I don't recognize that I'm doing that. Right. So it is, uh, there's no one, it's not like we're sitting here to say, if you like Fox News, you're guilty. I'm, I don't believe that. I believe what you just said. Just be aware that you're watching entertainment and you're watching people who are cheering on anything that's going to come from a conservative platform. And just be honest with yourself, knowing that there is no solution and there is no peaceful moving forward if that's all you you want, you right. just want people to entertain you with what you think is your slant and you, you're OK with people slanting things. It's it truly is misinformation and knowingly giving and knowingly passing around. And I'm saying knowingly. Right. Knowing that you're doing that is truly a horrific evil. And I don't say evil like, oh, that's not nice. I say evil in. You truly don't care about people right. and you truly don't care about you truly don't care about anyone at all. Right. Like even in talking about this discussion of children at the border or even talking about like gun control. And mm-hmm. I hate using the word con- control because that, it's that word. That's a I trigger know, word that turns people off. Regulation. But yeah, regulation. But there's people who don't want to have just an honest conversation about it on either side. Like some people go. Some people are like, well, we shouldn't have any borders. That's not a realistic conversation. Right. And the other people go, everybody coming in is a terrorist. That's not a realistic conversation. And because both people don't want to drop where they're coming from and what they think, right. you hard, you don't really get 
resolution. And the sad thing is those people that you're debating over are currently trapped in a living hell. Mm-hmm. Are some of the people coming with, just to use this as a topic of sure, example, yeah, yeah, yeah. are people coming with like kids that are not their own and they're 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 I'm trying sure to enter illegal? Uh, are there people coming in to do bad things? Or yes, in in across the world and across history, that is the motivation of a lot of people. But I don't understand how we can react in extremes where we say everyone coming is good right. and, or everyone coming is bad. Right. I don't understand how we as people with enough resources and I'm I fully believe that we do have them, we can't establish a system in place to do a better job than what we're currently doing. The the better job right now is not separating children from their families, whether they're coming here to seek asylum or not. Right. That is not the solution. Right. And I'm not saying just let people walk across. No other country, like there aren't countries that do that. Right. And I, I, I know that we are in a nation, you know, filled with immigrants. And I know it's a driving force in our economy as a mm-hmm. country. But I don't think the solution is people just walk in. And I don't think the solution is everyone who comes here is a criminal. But that's because you're willing to you're willing to find that to, you care enough to find what's best rather than have an opinion enough that just supports one extreme. I think you have to stop letting emotions drive your news consumption. Well, see, I think you have to yeah. stop letting emotions drive your your how you you know pass the news around. I mean, now we have all these outlets to pay. Before people read the newspaper or they okay, watched the nightly news. Say. That's what I was going to say. If you go back thirty years, we just had the fucking news, man. Yeah, we just that was the news, right? Yeah. And if you didn't know the news, people would literally be like, "What are you a moron?" Yeah. Do like, you not care? Like if you walked in and you were <laughs> right. like, I I am so upset about this space shuttle explosion. If somebody was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You'd be like, you don't fucking know <laughs> that a space shuttle blew up yesterday. Right. You'd be, But now, right, yeah. you could walk in and be like, I'm just so upset about this shooting in Texas. And people would be like, I don't, what are you talking about? And you're like, you don't fucking know that a church full of people got shot yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they go, well, I just... I, it's not in my feed. That's what we're. That's where our problem is. Is people are choosing their the flow of how information gets to them, and yeah. and they're and it, it prevents them from actually like consuming the news. Yeah. And so when he says here, what do you guys think about the responsibility to stay informed? I think there's a responsibility to stay informed. I think yeah. that you you have, especially if you if you want to have an opinion, you better fucking be informed. Yeah. Because there's nothing, but also know where worse. you got. The, and, and and to the point where where the bigger picture we're saying is know where you're getting that information. Hey, I'm and about, don't yes, don't get, don't you be can like have well, nothing opinion. can be misinformation. Your it's opinion like, can line up with Fox News or line up with MSNBC. That's go ahead. That's why I love this country. But your information had better be real. Yeah, and, and so you better got know to, it. And 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 sort of to the end of this letter to to what he's like kind of discussing here. It me it requires work. It requires that you don't just, you know, retweet a link right. or retweet something. And I'm, Read the I'm not, and I'm not saying it like I'm some genius article. who's void of having made that mistake. I've made embarrassing yeah. arguments where I wasn't informed. Right. But it all it did was educate me on how to care more as opposed to running going, oh, I, I made a statement and I was wrong about it. So now I'm going to run away from the news forever mm-hmm. or I'm going to run away from debates. It's... Well, Look, we can all get on Twitter and post a link and go into a debate that's really just yelling into a black hole yeah, and get nowhere. I don't even go to Twitter anymore because that's really— I've almost muted it, every single person yeah, I follow. It's what it is. But I, I don't think that—I uh, don't think you can run away from it. I think you have to just figure out where you're getting your So it says, do you make an—Alex uh, P. says, do you make an effort to be well-informed people? Yes, I, I do make that effort. I, I try to—I think that— Maybe I'm wrong here. Somebody can inform me. But I think that the Apple News app is pretty down the line of, like, here's what's happening. But if you find yourself reading something like, oh, this seems like they're villainizing someone or praising somebody, look at the source and then maybe reevaluate where you want to keep reading this information from. Right, yeah. Uh, Also, if you're reading any website that has more than one dot in it, like dot US dot 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 dot. Dot net dot <laughs> dot blogspot. Yeah, yeah. Get that's not news. <laughs> right. That isn't news. Also, if you see anything that you're like, that's fucking nuts, and you don't f- see anyone else reporting that story, don't trust it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had like conversations with family members where I'm like, where did you see that? Facebook. Okay. 
Do you think that if that were real, that'd be Ugh, the only place Facebook. you would hear about that? Ugh. So ask yourself if that's Ugh. true. If that's true, would that be? Wouldn't that be everywhere? Like, just look at the scope of how of how real that seems. That's for things that are crazy. Yeah. But before we, finish I think this it up, is dangerous, though. I think the overconsumption. I think the girlfriend is a the the made up girlfriend has a point that overconsumption is oh, is yeah. possible. Like, you know, th- figure out how much news, figure out what your sources are, figure out what you're trying to absorb, and also figure out what is important to you because communication is so much easier now we can the minutia of news like these really just just not huge things are put out there and they try to make you feel something like you decide how you feel about what don't be dead inside have emotions care about people care about the government care about voting care about like you know other people but uh don't don't just allow your emotions to decide what the news well, Rory, is. I think you hit the nail on the head when she t- when when his fake girlfriend uh, Alex P. Keaton's fake girlfriend talks about uh, how much to consume. <laughs> you were right. So back thirty years ago, right? When did you get your news? The you morning newspaper paper, or you watched the paper, evening news? And then the evening, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So maybe all in, you're spending two hours a day, right? Yeah. Probably not Maybe, even that. Probably not even that. Yeah. Maybe that's what you should go back to if you feel like it's negatively affecting you, that you kind of like, oh, yeah. I'll read the paper or I'll read a site that I've established is just giving me news um, in the morning. Yeah. And then I'll watch my local news at night or the evening news or something like that, and at whatever you trust. Yeah. That is an opinion. That's a big distinction there. And then get it again at night and that's it. Here's the thing I'll also say. If you're saying to yourself, do you feel like you'll be out of the loop? You want to know what? You will not be out of the loop because everyone else is consuming it all the time. Everyone. And so if somebody says to you, "Did you, oh, did you hear about this blank thing? You'll go, no, what is that? Tell me about it. Here's a great thing. You've now just in, engaged with another person having a real conversation. Yeah. Hear Unless it's say. about the spaceship blowing up, then right. they're going to fight you. <laughs> right. And then ask them, be like, oh, where did you hear that from? Oh, is that really coming down? And if it piques your interest enough, go in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, look about that story that came up. Yeah. And what you also touched on, Rory, is you'll, pre- you'll be preventing yourself from getting worked up about things that don't really move the needle. Do you remember earlier this summer, everyone got really upset for a day about Melania Trump's coat, mm-hmm. which said, I don't really care, do you? Is that offensive? Does that make you feel things? Yes. Um, you can certainly say that about both of those. Did it move the needle in terms of news? 30 years ago, would that have been in the newspaper? No, because that's not news. It is something that happened. You can spend all day online getting worked up about it and fighting with people about it and hearing one commentator say this doesn't matter and another commentator say this is horrible, but it doesn't actually move the needle. And that's kind of what you need to maybe take a break from. Yeah. If but you're, you're, also, you're not going to avoid that story. You're going to read that story and maybe figure out what to do with the energy that you get from something like that. Like I got worked up about it too. Like I can't believe that that jacket was worn to what it was worn to. And sure. I can't even understand anyone going, it's just a jacket. Like you just don't make those kind of decisions. It made me very angry. But the, the thing that you can do with those emotions and do with that anger is figure out well how can i put that energy into and something somewhere where i can be effective in a small community i think we see things as so big all this news makes us realize things are so big and it almost feels like there's so many issues and problems there's nothing you can do about it there is something on your street in your neighborhood in your district in your county that you can be doing Every single day that maybe doesn't have anything to do with your overall huge city or if you live near one or uh, your state. But there are things that you can do on your street alone Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. live on that does have an impact on a lot of people. And it can be an effortless thing. I mean, I try to tell people every single day, every single citizen could pick up 10 pieces of litter that they see and it would be it would feel so minor but imagine if so many people just for literally 30 seconds out of the day right. picked up 10 pieces of litter you know oh does this have an impact i don't know if you're doing it every day and you tell other people how easy it is to do maybe you suddenly find your neighborhood a very clean place because yeah. other people take responsibility to do this thing that is very easy and to alex do. b keaton you know we all know family ties is set in columbus ohio so thank there's you. a lot of stuff that you can do there like help out with the school that's o- right ohio state needs help thank you and if, thank you for having the courage to bring that up daniel well i just i, I want to uh, one last thing i'll say on this and then we're going to get to the next letter is uh 
we also kind of are sometimes a product of our times and we just happen to be living in a time where the news is going to feel like it's hitting you a lot every single day. We're not in like a very carefree time in this country. And they weren't either in the 60s and early 70s in Vietnam. Like I'm sure they were like, God, every day we've got to like, I'm really getting bogged down emotionally by all this yeah. war stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's, we're a product of our times right now. So uh, take care of you and your health. You'll still be able to stay informed. You won't be out of the loop. And Make sure wherever you're getting your news is that it's just that. Research news. both sides yeah. and care about people. And you oh, will that's, feel I mean, that's, so much better. Rory, that's why I love you, man. Care about people is number one. All right, that's a letter. Thanks, Alex P. Keaton. And that was a letter. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with another letter read by your pen pal, Rory Scoble. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. All right, welcome back, everyone. Hello. Thanks for coming back, by I know. the way. Thanks for hanging around. We love all the letters that you guys send us because uh, you're our friends and this is how we write you I got to say, ever since we dropped those um, mini episodes, I know it was forever ago. Yes. But man, that moment changed a lot of letters. And I hope that now that we're like an episode five, we're like, we're getting deep into it. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully you guys are hearing these letters and you're realizing sometimes we have serious conversations. Sometimes sure. we have lighthearted conversations about serious letters. I was like, it. It, it basically is all over the place. Yeah, what which I do. love, but, which is what we both love. But if you can pique our interest and you got something that's engaging, like send it. And sometimes, like we said it before, sometimes it's one sentence. Sometimes it's one question that mm-hmm. just sparks a whole conversation. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid of heavy. Don't be afraid of light. Send all of it and we'll try to get to it. Yeah, just tell us what's going on with you. So let's go to a, let's go to a letter right now. What do you say? Let's walk over to the letterbox. Let's box. do it. Is that like the sound effect we're walking to the letterbox? We can make it whatever we want it to be. All right. This one was an email that we got. um, And it's a topic. The subject is called siblings, toxic relationships. Mm. Mm, I I never know if we if if they've given us that or our wonderful producer Noah gives it that. Oh, interesting. We should find that out. Noah, you got a nod. Is that uh, that you? Is that you? Oh, yeah, it is. Look at Noah labeling. He's a labeler. <laughs> um, I got. Anytime I hear the word toxic, I can't help but 
Britney like, Spears. Think of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. But close. Hey, Dan and Rory. Again, out of order, but totally fine. Is it? Is it not? Hey, Dan and Rory, big fan of you both. Already a great start. Mm-hmm. Definitely always let us know that we're kind of a special big deal. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Dan, and I have a question for you guys. <clears throat> My older Did brother, I write this? You might have wrote this. No, I didn't. You might have written this. Okay. You might have wrote Did I just say wrote yep. yep. I'm a public speaker. My older brother, let's call him S. Mr. S. Is in a relationship with this girl, and he's engaged to her now after only a year of dating. And he's become a different person since he started dating her. All this time, all his time is spent with her. She doesn't let him go on social media anymore or really engage with anyone else if she's with him. And whenever she isn't with him, she's texting him constantly. For instance, she left the house to go home one night. And so I went to hang out with him and he was on the phone with her for 30 minutes. I didn't even end up hanging out with my brother because it got late and I was exhausted. And he definitely didn't seem like he was going to end the call anytime soon. This relationship has also caused a rift between him and my oldest brother, Jay. Mr. Jay. Because S. Mr. S. Can't imagine her being problematic in any way. But Jay is the villain every time. And Jay has tried several times to make amends. And S. didn't want to after stating he would. Mm. What should I do? Do I tell S. his girlfriend is a Bitch. And he wrote that. He wrote that. <laughs> yeah, he wrote that. I don't like that language in my pen pal letters, but I'll take it. And he needs to look at what's happening to his family or just let him experience what he believes is bliss till it most likely crashes and burns. Please help however you guys can. Thanks, Dan. Man, that's heavy. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that, that is a shitty situation mm-hmm. to be in because you just want to scream out and you just want to say it. All in one long rant and hope that you make your point, but you have to walk on eggshells and you got to tiptoe and you got to figure out how do I not blow this relationship? You know who loves this relationship? Who loves it? Mike Pence. Mike Pence loves. Probably like oh, together all the time. Not allowed to do this. Not not allowed allowed to have other women around. It's a protective force field. (laughs) Um. And I only assume he's like that because I get information from both sides of the aisle sure, that sure. tell me that he's that way. Yep. <laughs> well done. Um, man, this is, a, this is a tough one. I know. How do you want to dig in, right? I mean. You got some S and some J. The big question here is word. he's saying, what should I do? I, that's just, it's, it's what simple. What should I do? Do I tell his he's girlfriend? He's giving us two options to answer. Do I tell S that his girlfriend is a bitch? No. And he needs to uh, he needs to look at what's happening to his family, or do I let him just kind of ride it out until it crashes and burns? This is. Can I go, dude? Please do. I've I've dealt with some of this in in my life with mm-hmm. people that I was very close with, and and this I feel like when you're trying to come to an understanding with a person mm-hmm. or make them maybe see things mm-hmm. the way that other people see them. Yeah. Uh, the best way to do that is through asking questions. Let them come to the realization. And if they ask, if they answer those questions in a way that uh, is uh, opposite of what you want, then that's how they feel and you're not going to change it. You're, so, you're talking about playing a little brain chess. So what I would say is I would first be like, hey, uh, S. S. Do you feel like your girlfriend brings you closer? I mean, to the people in your life? Let's go ahead and say far- fiance. Oh yeah, fiance brings you closer to the people that you love in your life or drives you farther from those people? Can I just say that is a great first question. Thanks. But now let's let me play devil's advocate to see how this would pan okay. out. Okay. Let's say that he says Let's. Say, I mean, it seems like he's a loop. I know this is what's going to tell you, and it seems like he's just like I think. She, I think it brings us closer. Like okay. he, it seems and like would, he's just not paying. And attention. I would say to you then, Rory. I would say so. You think that your brother, our older brother, that you're no longer speaking to, and the people that you liked to engage with on social media that you considered your friends, that you no longer can speak to. And the time that I came to hang out with you and you had to spend 30 minutes on the phone with her, whether you wanted to or not, but you spent 30 minutes on the phone with her. Those are all examples of our relationships and those other relationships being stronger. Here's what I wonder, because there is this and this is and they would say and I'm going off what you're saying here. Right. What I'm I'm about to say. But there's like this there's sometimes this level of like 
brainwash. I'm not saying that's happening here. Okay. But if you brought that up, I wonder if S would be like, what are you talking about? She doesn't care about my social media and she doesn't care if I talk to other people. Because sometimes when you get that brainwash, you can't see right. that that's what's happened. Right. You can't see that you're like, yeah, so she like, if he was like, all right, get on social media, dude, I don't want to be on Instagram. Perfect. It's like, did she talk that's, you into not being on Instagram? You know what I mean? That, if, if, that, if that brother says to you or that sister, anybody you would have this type of conversation with, if they say to you, um, I think that I have a fine relationship with her older brother or I don't want to be on social media that much or who cares that if we're supposed to hang out and I spend 30 minutes on the phone, then yeah. you're getting the answer you want where they're saying, no, they don't value the strength or weakness of those relationships and they don't see any issue. And yeah. once that person says to you that essentially like, I'm fine with all those things, you'd be like, okay, there's nothing you can do. If they say to you, Oh, yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought about it like that. But like, all right, well, let's – can we talk about it a little bit more then? But so once it, you get to a point of – it's like you said in the last letter. Like, you have to care, right? If yeah. you ask somebody out the gate, do you care that you stood me up for lunch? And they go, no. They're like, oh, well, then, then we you don't, know. there's no point in even me telling you I'm mad at you and asking you where the fuck you were at because they just don't care. Yeah. So if you're saying, do you care that you don't really talk to our older brother, that our time is – uh, is spent with you being on the phone and that you don't really communicate with anybody on social media that you said to your friend, do you care? And if they go, no, you're like, oh, well, I, there's nothing to do here. Then. I think that, I think you make a good point there. I think it's like, I'd say in this, in this world of the question of what should I do, this or that, right. and, I, and I, no third option is coming to my mind, but maybe there right. is something. But I think maybe what Dan's saying, and I agree, is that you you got to just confront him and I think you got to confront him you guys got to get in the car. You got to get to a place where you can have a conversation. And the difficult part about that, because I'm sure you probably hate confrontation. I, you, Otherwise, you wouldn't even be asking which one you should do. You right. would have confronted him already. I don't think le- sitting back and just waiting to see if it crashes and burns is good for you. Right. I, I don't really care about S. You know, if, if, if you just let him ride it out and it crashes and burns, it's like, well, fine. He put himself in that position Right, But if you sit back and wait, it means you have to deal with the agony of this even longer, whereas you could confront him, and let's say he says what Dan says, and it, it it's awful, it's not the answers that you were hoping to get, you can at least kind of proceed not having to act and not having to pretend. You right. put your cards on the table, so when it's like, hey, you want to hang out tonight, you can tell your brother, no, because I don't really care to watch you talk on the phone. Right. Or I don't really like being around her, and I've already kind of explained that to you, and so you're not going to see me as much or hear right. from me as much. Now, it's heartbreaking what I'm saying, what Dan sure. is saying here, but I think that is a path to a solution or at least just reality other than sitting back and waiting for it to crash and burn because I think that's going to drive you crazy. Right. Because also, what if it never crashes and burns and you just got to realize your brother's a different person i don't know the ages here but i do know that people i do know people change i mean i'm about to be 38 mm-hmm. i'm actually i'm 38 <laughs> i just turned 38 i'm 38 and i i don't know if uh i i don't think that i'm even close to who i was at 30 right. i definitely am not who i was at 25 or 20 and as you go back i'm just not that person anymore and so because I'm not that person, I maybe don't have those same relationships with those same people anymore. I mean, someone I might have been very close with, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but someone I might have been very close with at 25, I maybe don't even, you know, talk to anymore. Yeah. And maybe they don't think about me or talk about me, and maybe I'm the same way. And it's just, hey, we, at, at a time, we were these people, and now we're not. Right. You know? I think that's I, and, not, a... and not to be, like, depressing and weird. No. You're but there's a chance so. that both of us are 50 and don't talk anymore. I hope it doesn't. Not. But, but but what but I'm saying is, and we're both not and, and not mad at each other. It, that's what I mean. It might just be a thing where you know the people that come in and out of your life, family or friends or whoever it is, you the, the reason you have to cherish those relationships when you have them yeah. is because people change and they don't Dude, last forever. And it doesn't mean people change because of a bad reason. Right. Y- your brother. There's a chance that your brother right now fucking loves who he is and Mm -hmm. loves how he is and maybe you confront him and he goes oh my god i was so unaware because i'm just wrapped up in my own thing or i'm wrapped up in my girlfriend i'm glad 
Exactly. Or, yeah, I'm, this is who I am now. I'm not so inspired or motivated to want to spend time together. I'm not saying that that makes it easy, and I'm not saying it right. makes it right or wrong. Right. But the reality is you might be best friends with your brother and be like, man, I was 14, he was 16, and I fought, we were so close. And you see people that are 60, and they're like, I'm 60, he's 62, and we still talk every day, and we're close. That's great, and it makes sure. you feel good. It's heartwarming. But there are people who are like, oh, you know, we don't really talk anymore. We're not the same people. We don't jive the same way. Right. And that's just life. That's, yeah. that's fine. I think it, my favorite movie of all time is Stand By Me. Yeah. And there's a line at the end of that where he says, it happens sometimes. People come in and out of your life like busboys in a restaurant, which means they serve a purpose. You need them. They're there. You and have that's... a relationship together that one exists because of the other. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. And it's and, just, and that's just life. That's just life. You're just on this path, and and it's sad if it's your brother because you yeah. think family, and when you're kids, you're like, oh, this will never change. We're yeah. gonna be together forever. But you also have to remember too. One thing I want to say here is, a lot of what you're saying puts a lot of blame on her, and you yeah. need to understand that he is his own person, and so he is he is going along with all of that. He is allowing that presence to be in his life or he is saying yeah i agree i don't want to be on social media i'm not really interested in hanging out with my brother anymore and that's kind of speaking to what you said to rory of like he might be really happy with what's going yeah. on and that's that's another thing we're asking question comes in where he goes you know what i know that you really love our older brother and that's cool that's good for you guys i never had a really good relationship with him and to me i don't feel the same way yeah. you feel and, and also your perspective to. of what you thought my relationship was with him M- might be different or even you isn't what I think it is. Right. And that's just and, – and and so I, I would say sort of the way I feel about this, this or that type question that we're getting here, I don't think – I think if you sit back and you just go, I just let him learn it all on his own, I think that's going to make you very unhappy because you may find a lot of time passes and you may be like, man, I really wanted to salvage and work on a relationship with my brother mm-hmm. and – I sat back and waited and a lot of time went by and instead of get farther apart. instead of confronting him we actually grew further apart and yeah. then it go, you grew so far apart that it didn't you know you couldn't really reconcile it you know let's say he he goes through with this wedding and goes through with this marriage and they have kids I mean he's starting his own life and he's starting his own family it might be even harder for him to reconcile you know any sort of damage he's done to the relationship because he, he he's so far away from seeing it, he might proceed the rest of his life going, man, my brother really stopped coming around. Fuck that, dude. And yeah. now he, he thinks you're guilty. Right. I think the happiest thing, the, the, the way that this can end happiest for you, whether it ends the way you want it to, but the happiest version of this is you going, yeah, I I confronted him and you you said, man, I love you. I love hanging out with you. Here's what I think is going on. I I don't think you can a- approach it in a way where you go, man, you got to get rid of her. Right. You may have to do a lot of work with her, too, and yourself. That might be a relationship that you have to work on. If you really love your brother, then you've got to figure out an honest, open line of communication with the two of them together and individually. And I am not saying that is easy, and right. I'm not saying it's something that I would want to do <laughs> at all. And I'm not even saying that I actually do that knowing that what I just said is advice. Sure. <laughs> I actually don't even take. Like, it's that what I just said is a mountain to climb. But I think that what you're saying of, like, p- there's a difference between confrontation and expression. Yeah. Like, express your feelings. Put your cards on the table. Be like, hey, dude, I love you. It's really important to me that we have a strong relationship. Unless there's something I'm not privy to, I feel like it's also really important to our older brother, and maybe I don't know how you feel about that, that he has a strong relationship with you, and we want you to be a part of this family. Right now, maybe there's information we don't know. We feel that you're being pulled away from this family by another person, and maybe I need to own up to the fact that you're you're a willing participant in that. But yeah. I want your relationship to to if someone comes into your life, they should add to your life, not take away from your life. Yeah. Unless the takeaway is things that you don't you shouldn't be doing. But I, like I, having a family, like that should bolster your relationships with other people sure. and bolster your friendships and add more. To, I mean, you know, oh, I want that when my I've friends always, like when I like, well, dude, with I was Jordan, gonna say like, I've always thing, known Jordan. I've exactly. always known you with Jordan, but. I st- you can even tell that I'll ask you sometimes is Jordan going to be there? like it, she 
she's yeah. another friend I exactly. have because of you, not I someone who takes it. away from my friendship. Just this with plus you. one that's always with you. I hate that. Yeah. I like it when it's like. Dude, there's sometimes I'm out of town and like Jordan still just hangs out in a group. And I'm like, yeah, because it this isn't just my, right. you know, we are one thing. Right. So my friends should be your friends. If there's people she doesn't get along with, yeah. it, I, in my head, I'm like, something's up because we're so in tune. Right. How is it that I would get along with someone she doesn't get along with? Right. And vice versa with her friends. I will, s- I, I will say something on here, though. Oh, like the something you could confront your brother with here is that you know oh she doesn't let him go on social media oh she doesn't really let him engage with other people when she's out with him oh and when she leaves and she's not around she's constantly texting him or she gets into a call for 30 Mm -hmm. minutes i would say that sounds like trust that sounds like a trust issue sure so you could maybe just bring it up to your brother hey from my perspective i think it's kind of strange i wonder like is there a trust issue there just because that behavior seems weird to me, I would say that no matter what you do, be ready for like a lot of defensiveness. We also don't know your brother's perspective. We don't know her perspective. We're just kind right. of going with it as though we're on your team here because we only have your side of it. But I think you got to be honest as a person and go, all right, do I think that she maybe has a trust issue? I should bring that up to my brother. But I think if you just confront him and maybe both of them and maybe even her individually and just like say, I want to work on this but the, and I and I care but it just seems like this and it feels like this. Mm-hmm. And I, what I put into this relationship, I kind of want to get something out of it. And right now I feel like I'm putting in an effort to be available and to be here, but it seems like you both are just kind of blocking me out. It seems like you're bro- blocking our old, older brother out. And if we're going to get blocked out, it just, it just kind of hurts. And we want to be See, that's important a part to say, of this. You're expressing how yeah, you feel. It hurts. It, it, I think you just got to say, like, I, I want to be a part of this. I want to be in this. Um, you know, if you just honestly hate her, then you then you hate her. But do you hate her because you've worked and you've tried to communicate and it failed? So yeah. you hate her or do you hate her and neither of you have made the effort to go, well, shit, maybe we do have some common ground. And maybe if we both tell each other what we don't like about each other, we can peacefully hang out because we'll know. Right. You know, there's will... a chance this this woman becomes a big part of your life and a part of your family. And you know, possibly becomes the mother of your nieces or nephews. And if you want to have a relationship with them, you have to work on it uh, with her and your brother. I, I agree. Feel. I agree. Express yourself. Don't don't come necessarily yeah. from... Con- and ask questions. You might, you might know exactly where this is going to go based off that. And be prepared for it to not go the way you want, but be satisfied and happy that you at least put yourself out there because... You're only going to go crazy if you don't put yourself out there and, never, and, and peace never shows up. The only chance of this working is you expressing it and putting yourself out there. That's right. the only chance. And I like what you said, too, of, like, making your emotions known and, and what, you know, your love for your brother known. Because if it ends up not going well for, for him and her, you want – when that happens, you want him to feel like you were, you're still someone in his life that loves him that he can go to rather than be like, well, I haven't even talked to that guy in two years, so I'm yeah. not going to – Reach out to them. So I mean, you hope he don't goes, burn man, the my brother yourself. really just opened up to me, so I should take this seriously. You hope yeah. that's how he yeah. he responds, but honestly, you never know. And also, just another side note, because I know this was, you know, some of these letters are, are like, sort of a serious tone, and there are they are a bigger deal. Uh, just a reminder, Dan and I are professional entertainers. <laughs> we have a podcast <laughs> yes. where we talk about what you wrote to us, but if at any point you just want to just throw this information out the window we're not professional therapists Mm-mm. or advice not even close anybody I've never even read we're a just book we're putting ourselves in your shoes and saying exactly what we think we would we would do or how we think we would go so yeah you know take that with a grain of salt but we're not like i think we try to come from pros. a good place but not an authoritative one not an not an educated one <laughs> <laughs> although i do feel informed yeah uh don't, those are our letters for today nice i would like to thanks uh, thank alex p and dan beautiful name i'd like to thank you guys for your letters and how you started them out saying dear dan and roy that's the right yeah. way to i don't do like it. that but good for you Thank you so much to everybody who sends his letters. Keep sending them at the Pen Pals Pod. You can also mail them. The address is up front. Rewind if you need to hear it. Rewind. Come see both of us at the Petalama Petaluma Comedy Festival. It's called Petalama in Petaluma. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think that's up it for us, right? Dude, such a great day. Thank you so much, guys. It's your podcast. We We just just talk about about it. it. Until next time, sincerely, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scovel.
Listen to the show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 